from Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. This is the KZYX News for Thursday, March 16th. I'm Sarah Wright. The State Division of Juvenile Justice, or DJJ, will close on June 30th of this year. That means young people charged with serious or violent offenses incarcerated in state facilities will be sent back to county juvenile halls to complete their sentences. The DJJ stopped accepting most new inmates in 2021, the year after Governor Gavin Newsom signed SB 823. The advocacy group Pacific Juvenile Defender Center characterized the law as historic legislation to close California's Division of Juvenile Justice. The state youth prison system, founded in 1942 on a 19th-century training model and the subject of many legal challenges and reform efforts over its approximately 80-year existence. But it's difficult for small rural counties to replicate the scale of the services the state can provide. Juvenile offenders can stay in youth facilities until they're 25 years old, but they have to be kept apart from younger inmates. Eisen Locatelli is the chief probation officer for Mendocino County. He also runs the juvenile hall, which came close to being shut down in 2018. He explained why his professional association, the chief probation officers of California, came out against SB 823. The amount of dollars that it takes the state to do the job uh, is a really high number versus the amount of money that counties are given to do the state's work. In 2021, the county received its first allotment from the state to pay for the care of the inmates who would have been sent to DJJ. You could use it in a variety of ways, evidence-based programming, um, inside the facility. Mendocino County's allotment was 250000 and at $300 a day, that's uh, roughly 110000 for one youth out of county. So you could imagine if, if we got two of these youth at one time, that's pretty much the entire pot of funding. So it, it basically is an insurance system unless we got, like I said, the sweet spot is around three to five youth, and then we would use that funding for staffing. Locatelli says the county has only one youth at the state facility, and that person is significantly older than the current population at Juvenile Hall. He plans to send that inmate to another county to be with a similar-aged cohort. We believe in the best practice of treating our own um, locally and not sending them out of the county or far away, but it isn't to the point where we would open a wing for one kid, which is essentially putting them in isolation. That's not a best practice. What our intention would be is, if necessary, we could open up a wing, staff it, and provide programming if there was enough, like three to four. But we've only sent four kids in the last 15 years to, the, to DJJ. During budget time five years ago, the Board of Supervisors and Executive Office considered closing Juvenile Hall. Since then, Locatelli has closed sections of the hall and capped the number of inmates at 20, though the physical capacity of the facility is 42. The average daily number of inmates ranges from 8 to 12. Keeping the hall open does seem to have put Mendocino County in an advantageous position. Um, in 2018, when I became chief, there was discussion of the closure of the juvenile hall um, and contracting all kids out of county. The board voted to keep the juvenile hall open. Um, at that time, I'd opine that the juvenile justice system, uh, it's, it's difficult to predict, and we could be in a position where we don't have our own hall, and once it's closed, reopening it would not be possible. Um, the costs back then were anywhere from 100 to $115 a day um, per youth in another county. Those costs have escalated uh, to over $300 a day in some of the uh, counties that we were looking at. Um, I am in a position to offer um, a conversation with other 
um, like-sized in uh, counties over what we call as regionalization. And, you know, it would make sense for our regional partners uh, to work together um, and um, provide for uh, our youth. And, of course, DJJ is closed, so the kids won't come from there, but you will continue to get offenders. Are you also going to continue getting money from the state? Yeah, this bill uh, has language in it when it was passed that if the legislation decides to not fund that that would mean that they would be taking the responsibilities back. I'm not sure exactly how that would happen, but um, that's what the the bill says, that if not funded, that they would take the responsibilities back on themselves. It almost makes it seem like it's a guarantee that funding will be coming to the counties, but the level of funding is something counties in the state are going to be arguing about for a very long time. So is Mendocino County in a decent spot with this bill, or does this make your make your job more difficult? Uh, I think it makes all counties' jobs more difficult when state realigns responsibilities. As I mentioned, when you decentralize a state system and expect 58 counties to be doing something that used to be centralized, it's, it's just not realistic. Um, we can look to the adult system for AB 109. You can look to... Uh, the state psychiatric facilities, state hospitals, anything that used to be the state, um, and then all of a sudden it's county's responsibilities. The infrastructure of every county is not the same. The amount of resources in a county is not the same. The community-based organizations is not the same. Um, the state, CPOC was on the record, and CPOC is my state association, is on the record that uh, in opposition to this, this bill and to this realignment and we're going to do the best we can to to take care of the youth, but you know we're, nobody at my level believes this is uh, was a good idea from the state. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Wright. For all our local news with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News podcast wherever you get your podcasts.